0: back for episode seven of the rally caps on pod. We've got a great one for you today. We're going to be going kind of around the horn. We're going to hit up college bowl games and get into our lock bets for the weekend. So all you better be sure to uh, be locked in for those ones. Then from there, we're going to hit up some NBA and kind of recap and go over our thoughts on the first week of action. Then we're going to finish up with some NFL weekend predictions. And also almost forgot, we're going to have some uh, some New Year's resolutions for you guys. So I think I think you're going to really enjoy that.
1: Oh yeah, that'll be that that's going to be a good one. Coach O says
0: so. Little chef, And honestly, man. it was just it was just so bizarre as and and this is something I think a lot of us can relate to, um not having any sports. And there was definitely there were some withdrawals, I had the shakes, some sweats going on. Um it wasn't easy. And then, you know, just as I'm starting to get my life together, get things cleaned up, I'm I'm back on the straight and narrow. I've broken this crippling addiction to sports. Uh, you know, around f- third month, fourth month, I'm finally settling in. Boom! It's like OD. Oh, I'm back on the wagon, and we're just going crazy. We got playoff baseball, playoff basketball, hockey's back, football's coming back, college football, NFL football, uh, and honestly, just so much sports. It's uh, and I think that honestly is a fitting uh, fitting analogy for 2020, right? That 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 is kind of how how this year went. Um, but I just wanted to share that thought with you guys uh, from a sports pa- fan perspective. So. You guys will be happy to know uh, I'm no longer sober, and I'm definitely back on the the uh, the sports the sports bandwagon here, consuming sports daily in all sorts of forms. Um, and with that, uh, you know, we thought, given this was the New Year's uh, the New Year's episode, we had a uh, we had a fun idea. So we wanted to we thought about what would be some of the best uh, New Year's resolutions. You know, I know. I feel like it's become kind of trendy to kind of knock New Year's resolutions and almost like, oh, like I go hard all the time. I don't need New Year's resolutions, blah, 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 and all that stuff. And and that's fine. Um, you know, if you're not into New Year's resolutions, good, good for you totally. But I for one, I, I love making New Year's resolutions. I think it's fun. I think it it makes me reflect on the previous year. It makes me think forward to the next year. And, you know, I I definitely, if I'm being honest, I definitely make resolutions that I that I don't keep or maybe. You know, three weeks from now, I'm not going to worry about, but there have been plenty that, uh, that have impacted my life. And, you know, given this is a sports podcast, we wanted to bring you some of the new year's resolutions from, uh, from a, around the sports world. So here we go. Uh, this is Bill Belichick here. And, uh, you know, next year, I'm just, uh, where, uh, I'm not going to be cut my sleeves.
1: I'm big Ben and I'm going to keep my walking boot in the closet. I'm putting it away for good. LeBron James, next year, I'm going to be switching to my own tequila
0: company instead of drinking wine.
1: My name is Anthony Lynn, and I'm going to sign up for Coaching 101, Clock Management. I'm Mike Trout. Next year, I'm going to make the playoffs. My name is Zion Williamson. I'm going to stop eating Little Debbie's and Snickers. I'm Dabo Sweeney, and next year, I'm going to stop playing the victim whenever it's convenient for me. This is James Harden, and I'm only gonna go to strip clubs for the breakfast buffet. And hey, this is Gojo. I'm gonna learn how to speak some English this year, and then I'm gonna add a few more ingredients to my famous gumbo. This is James Harden again. Nice, I'm gonna hit these clubs up. I just renewed my memberships. Let's go.
0: This is Mike Tomlin. And next year I will say a post-game quote that makes sense. I'm Brooks Kepka. I guess I'll give a shit this year. Probably not, but I'm still gonna win.
1: I'm Jaren Jones, and I'm gonna stop overpaying every position on my football team. <laughs> this, this is J.R. Smith, and uh, g- give me one more year. I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna find my t, it's my t-shirts around here somewhere. I, I just, I-, I can't find it.
0: LeBron James and I promise I'm going to stop talking about how I'm the GOAT on every Twitter conversation. I'm CP3, and I'm going to play some defense this
1: year, or I'm going to make more State Farm commercials. I haven't decided. My name is Walker Bueller, and I'm going to stop painting my pants on and and, and get some that fit, maybe maybe a medium this year. My name is Juvenis Cespedes,
0: and this year I'm going to stop getting hurt doing anything but baseball. And my name is Pablo Sandoval, and I'm only going to eat one piece of a day this year.
1: Diet starts now. Uh, this, is, this is Adam Gase. And this year, I'm putting the offense into hyperdrive. We're, we're going to start right, right now. My name is Patrick Mahomes. And I'm switching to barbecue sauce.
0: This is Baker Mayfield. I'm moving out of the stadium and getting an apartment. I'm feeling dangerous. This is Ben Simmons, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot a three pointer next year.
1: Hey, this is Kawhi Leonard, and uh, I'm gonna work on my laugh this year. <laughs> <laughs> my
0: name is Cody Bellinger, and I'm gonna try not to dislocate my shoulder high fiving teammates.
1: Okay. That was, that was good. Let let us know what you guys think about that. That was, that was our first go at it. So, um, (laughs) Oh my goodness. (sighs) That was fun. All right. That was, that was good. That was good. Awesome. All right. New sponsor alert. Today's show is brought to you by shipping with purpose now everyone has the ability to run their business from their home so with shipping with purpose you can streamline your shipping for your small business all from your computer so if you've got a shipment of any kind of product for a customer need to send out some samples or just need to send over some documents real quick you can contact swp and fill in your package dimensions weight where it's going the insurance when you need it thereby and boom within minutes you're going to have a label created that you can just print out and swp will even schedule a pickup to your house so you don't even have to leave but if that doesn't work for you if you need it gone immediately get it off your desk you can take it to any nearby store that ships whatever you choose whether that's ups post office or fedex this makes running a business painless and easy also if you have any artwork memorabilia or something that needs a custom box let's say you got a uh, grandma's lamp that she just passed down to you during christmas and you need a custom box for that thing uh just to make sure that nothing happens to that thing, you can contact SWP at shippingwithpurpose.com. You can even create a private address that looks professional, stops anyone from showing up at your house. uh, So you can list all of your company's addresses as a private address that no one's going to be knocking on your door asking for you. And you can ensure secure reception of all your packages that a Porsche pirate might just take if it's sitting on your front door all day. Level up your business today and join the thousands of customers who are already doing so. Don't wait until it's too late and have your packages get jacked right off your front door. I have been a victim of this before, and it is not cool when it says it's been delivered and it is not there. And in fact, it's probably been stolen. So don't waste any more time. Don't lose any more money. Visit shippingwithpurpose.com today. And in the contact us button at the bottom of the page, you can use your code rally twenty five. For 25% off your FedEx Express, Ground, Priority Mail, or any mailbox services. Again, that's use code RALLY25 at shippingwithpurpose.com. All right. Let's do it right now. We're going to start with some college football. I want to get into the bowl season. Uh, There's been some decent games. I want to start with the Mayo Bowl. Epic celebration at the end in the locker room when they uh, dropped the trophy and broke it. That was like that moment where everyone's having fun at a party, you know, and like you hear the glass shatter and everyone just stops and kind of looks around like, oh, uh oh, that was Uh, classic. Yes, but it is cool now. Everyone can kind of take home a little piece of the trophy. So in hindsight, you know, not a bad move, honestly. Sharing is caring. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's get into that Texas game last night. I thought they looked better with their backup uh, Thompson. That dude can air it out. He looks like he's a, a really good dual threat QB. I'm excited to see what he does next year. And if I'm Ellinger, am I saying that right? Ellinger? Ellinger? Yep, you got it. Um, I feel like he should try to go into the draft now because that dude is a stud. And I think Texas uh, probably wants to see what he can do and not let him sit on the sidelines any longer. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, agree. What do you got on sure. that game? Did you, did you watch it?
0: Yeah, I caught a little bit of it. Uh Texas is kind of that sleeping giant uh, they're, they're just so inconsistent right I think I think they finally have the right coaching staff in place and we'll see. I know that I know the past few years they've they've kind of been out recruited like if you look at OU's roster and the mm-hmm. recruiting rankings they've really been going into um, Texas and, and getting a lot of those uh, those top recruits. Hopefully they can turn that around. Um, Thompson looked good I think I think he's exciting. We'll see. I, I, sooner or later, they're going to be back for sure. There's t- there's too much talent. And there's too much resources there. I don't know if if next year is the year. Um, it's going to be a wait and see approach on that one.
1: Yeah, they've been in a lull for quite some time now. Pretty much since Vince Young left, right? They haven't really yeah. had any. Maybe they've been back to one championship since then. I think it was the uh, Garrett Gilbert year.
0: Yeah, they. Uh, no, it's it's been uh, it's been down times. I mean, they they uh,
1: how many. Like, the Red River rivalry, I mean, when was the last time they beat Oklahoma, right? I don't uh, know. I know some of them get close when they get into the 50s and 60s. But, yeah, I think OU's been pretty much just uh, bending them over these last couple years. But uh, speaking of OU, uh, as I said last week, if we would have gone by my playoff format, I think they would be in right now and be playing in that college playoff. And to me, they'd be much more interesting to watch than what we're gonna see from Notre Dame, we're gonna talk about that in a few few minutes here. But I'm just hoping they can't just not suck at the beginning of the year and lose to a Kansas State or someone that's a third or fourth tier team. That I mean, that none of the top three teams like Alabama, Clemson, or OSU. Those guys never find themselves in those situations. OU's got to take the next step and uh, and move uh, move forward with Rattler. I do like his deep ball it comes out of his hand. I love when like the guys throw the deep ball and it pops like straight out of the top of the screen, you know, and you're just like, Oh, yeah. that thing is a moonshot. Uh A lot like uh Russ Wilson, you know, those are beautiful. Yep. He puts Rattler, it right on the money. Rattler has
0: some serious arm talent for sure. I think they should be in good shape next year. I, I watched that Kansas state game earlier and you, he just made a lot of uh just mistakes that a young, young player makes being a, what is he redshirt freshman so yeah um yeah if we're doing a way too early uh top five for college football you have to like uh you have to like OU coming back with with rattler quarterback and some uh some experience under his belt despite the fact that if you watch qb1 he might be like the easiest person to hate in the history of sports because that guy was a super jerk yeah, he really liked to rub it into his backup quarterbacks. Dude, uh, his backup—that <laughs> was the saddest thing I've ever seen. His backup quarterback literally just wanted to be his friend I know, so badly, and Spencer backup, just shit on him over yeah, and over.
1: Like, he's like, "This isn't QB two, man. With this whole thing's about you, anyways. You don't got to rub it into my face."
0: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It was uh, that. That was uh, that was tough to watch for sure. Um, yeah.
1: Hopefully, I mean, he was a young kid when all this was happening. It was probably his first time ever being like filmed like that, so I'm sure he's a bit different dude now, but yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure so, that yeah. was oh, you look good. I think this was also I think this is also
0: as much about Florida and what they didn't have compared uh just missing all the starters, and you could tell they were it seemed like they were checked out for this game, definitely
1: three all right, I like. I love these games this weekend. Uh, Let's start with the Ohio State-Clemson game. Dabo is a bold man. He's going straight for the jugular before this game even starts. He's ranking Ohio State 11th in his personal rankings, and his only reasoning was that uh, they just didn't play enough games. What do you think about that?
0: I'm kind of with Dabo on the fact that I think it's hard to it's hard to give them credit because I feel like they're being given credit for games that they didn't play. And right. I don't know. It's just, it's just a dangerous assumption. So I agree. It's pretty bold um, ranking him there. He said he knew, I mean, obviously he knew that this was going to come out and this is going to be a uh, kind of like a flashpoint for the media. I do think though, if we looked, think about how many teams start the season five and oh six and oh. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. No, I think Ohio state, I think it's likely that they would have run the table, but it's a, it's a big, uh, it's a big assumption. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a crazy year. I don't know. I know a lot of people are mad about it. I think everybody's doing the best they can. Ohio state's definitely the best team in the big 10. In my opinion, I don't think there's a doubt about that. And I think, I think there's a good chance that they are one of the top four best teams, even, even if they, even if they play it, but for Dabo, man, I, I kind of like, I kind of like that he's coming out and saying that and just, that tells me he he's super confident, and he believes that if they go out and and just execute and play their game, that they've got this. And that's kind of, I think we hit on it a little bit before. But that's my take on it, man. I I think Clemson. It opened at six. The lines moved to
1: seven, seven and a half, maybe seven and a half. Now speaking of seven and a half, we've got a tweet from Colin Coward this morning. Pretty good one here. I I, I don't know if he wrote this, but I still it came from his account, so we we got to read it. Just bet several bags of cash on Buckeyes plus seven and a half and the under already spent my winnings on a speed boat. And we've got the little emoji of a speed boat and then hashtag LFG. Let's <laughs> go. Wow. Colin. Yeah. Let's I go. What's the, the speed boat. Okay. All right, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. Speed boat, little cigars and some whiskey on there. I'm sure. Well, let me be the let me be the first to oppose Colin,
0: and tell him he's going to lose those bags of cash, and I'm taking Clemson, giving up the points.
1: Yeah, right, good call, good call. Let's go against. Let's go with a little history with Clemson and Ohio State. Clemson's four and zero all time against them. Not that that really matters. It's a new season every year. Uh, I bet they don't want to play OU right now. I'm just sprinkling that on top here. But last year, this game was a. Was the college football playoff in uh, down in Glendale, and I went to this game, and it was one of the most epic games I've watched. It was insane. Had a ton of fun at it. I was cheering for Clemson. Um, the ball definitely bounced in their favor, and the refs definitely sided in their favor on that no fumble call. I think we all kind of remember what happened there. Uh, what was it? Higgins that made the catch and like started turning up field got stripped while he was still trying to advance forward and they went back reviewed it which felt like a 20 minute review and then they still said no fumble passes incomplete it was pretty blatant that it was a catch and a fumble and the rest was history trevor lawrence had a like incredible run where he looked like he was the fastest man on the field for a moment and i mean that's just what big players do you know they like even if he's not the most talented physically, which he kind of is, but in that, in the, not in the running form, we should say, you know, it's he's, he's a, he's quick, you know, he can move, but he was burning the, the DBs for Ohio state. And those guys were not a slouch of a defense last year. They had multiple first rounders and that was such a sick game. Final was 29, 23 and Clemson stopped him while OSU was driving down the field. Uh it was com- it was absolutely wild. I hope this year's is exciting. Um but no matter what happens if if Trevor Lawrence wins, like I shouldn't say no matter what happens cuz I'm going to say if Clemson wins, then he will have taken Clemson to three championships uh which is I don't know if other quarterbacks have done that. I probably should have looked that up beforehand, but I mean, is that three straight, right? Cuz he's only a junior this year. Yeah. Wow, that's that's incredible. From freshman, sophomore, junior year, taking your team to the title—that's pretty impressive. And there's there's a reason why he's probably already looking for some real estate in Jacksonville. They're they're taking him number one, and he's he's going to be a uh, the cornerstone for that team there. So yeah, we mentioned the line earlier too, and Clemson seven and a half. Personally. I think this is too high and I think OSU is going to keep it less than a touchdown. Um, but both teams don't necessarily have the same type of players they did on defense last year. Clemson with Isaiah Simmons. Uh, not, not that, not that they aren't good, but each team had multiple first rounders at key positions in last year's matchup. And that was just like a NFL futures game, basically. Um, and you, and you said you're taking Clemson minus seven and a half. Are you buying the hook or are you, you saying they're going to win by more than that?
0: Yeah, I think they're going to cover. I, I mean, it opened at six. If you got it at six, I think that's obviously a lot more appealing bet, but yeah, I just, I think Clemson's too talented for Ohio state. I think they're battle tested and I think they're, I think they're locked in and hungry to play, to play Alabama. I think Dabo's got the boys ready to go. And I think, not that Ohio state isn't experienced in this, but it, to me, it just feels like we're trending towards Clemson, Alabama. And I think we're getting ahead of myself here, but I think that's going to, I think that's where you're going to see the Epic game. So um, I think in the end here, uh, tr- uh, Trevor Lawrence kind <clears> of, <throat> kind of bears out too. And it'll be interesting to see for Ohio state. Um, I'm totally blanking Ohio state's quarterback fields fields. Yeah. Justin fields for Justin fields to see how he looks, uh, facing some because I I consider Clemson to be they're pretty much like an SEC type team in terms of the speed and the and the talent that they have so it'll be interesting to see how he looks matching up against Clemson's defense as well yeah Uh, either way yeah I think I think it's going to be a good game I think it's going to be very entertaining uh but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Clemson to cover all right
1: I like it so over under was 66 and a half and I just need to throw a disclaimer out there. I'm probably the worst at predicting the over under of literally any game. So whatever I decide to pick here, I'm going to reveal my my choices in a second. I would probably recommend doing the opposite of what I do. So, with that being said, I'm going to go Clemson 31, OSU 28 and the under will hit in this game just by a little bit. I've got it at 59ish, so if it's off by a touchdown then then that over is going to be hitting, but I I've got them at 31, 28 Clemson takes it and moves on. Yeah. Over-unders are always tough. Personally, for
0: me, this is an over-under I would stay away from. Um, I'll go under with you though. If I, if I, if I had to take one, I think I'd go under, but that's, that's certainly not a, uh, a line I'm looking to bet this, this weekend.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think we'll both be staying away from that one. All right, let's go Bama, Bama, Notre Dame. I mean, as everyone knows, Bama's coming in as twenty point favorites. Uh, just it's it might get ugly here. Clemson just beat the hell out of Notre Dame two weekends ago. Um yeah, it's it's not really supposed to be close. Bama's averaging five hundred and fifty yards per game. They just had the player of the year named Devontae Smith. He is he was their number two receiver at the beginning of the year, which is wild to think of you know when uh Jalen Waddell was their number one and he got hurt early they they are just loaded like from top to bottom and this will be five out of six championships that Bama will go to let's just say once they win this game I, I would be this would be the most shocking thing of the weekend if Notre Dame even kept this game close the the level of talent that Alabama has
0: you just hit on it right so they have what Jerry, Judy, and, uh, and rugs go in the first round last year. And then they have, so think about that. I mean, you have two first round picks at wide receiver, which that alone is insane. And then off that, off that roster, the national player of the year is another receiver the next year. I mean, that just, to me, that says it all in terms of Alabama, they have the best players and they have more of the best players and they have arguably the best college football coach of all time. So for Notre Dame, uh, It's going to be very annoying to hear their fan base complain after this because there's going to be calls for Brian Kelly's head, which will be totally job getting them here. This is just going to come down to, they do not that, you know, this is a, uh, they're, they're outgunned in this game. They don't have the talent to win this game. I don't see any way that this game's close. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Bama giving up the points. I mean, it's always, it's always scary to lay 20 points, but,
1: I don't I'm, think in this I'm in situation. On yeah, like it'll, I think it'll be similar to the like the LSU Oklahoma game last year where it's just a Yeah. just Good a call. boat race in the first half and this thing will be over by halftime but I think honestly, I was just thinking about this, just you know, just sitting around with my thoughts. I thought it would be more interesting of a game if Bama just started every, like, second stringer and see how much they can actually, like, win by with just their backups. And if it's somehow close for any reason, then they bring the boys in, in the second half and just run them out of the building.
0: If they played only their second stringers, like, Bama can't use anyone that's uh, at the top of their depth chart at any yeah, position. St-
1: started a game. Because hasn't started a game. this game. I still think they win by... 14. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's,
0: uh. it's interesting to think about for sure, but yeah, moral of the story here, Alabama's a much better team. They're way more talented. I don't see any way. I don't see any way that
1: this game's close. Yeah. A uh, little, little uh, sharp hack here. If you guys are going to be putting some, some action on this game, if for some reason, Notre Dame goes up early and that Bama line like moves, pretty significantly. I, I still don't think uh, Vegas is smarter than that. They're not going to like make an Alabama an underdog until it's like, they're down by three scores with like 10 minutes left. But if so, for some reason it's going that way, you can, you can look to live bet that thing and make sure you uh, collect some cash, make up for some uh, Christmas spendings is all you guys did with your families here this last week. But that would be a, uh, you can at least get points, right? So
0: that's one yeah. on a live bet. Hopefully, hopefully. You know, Notre Dame runs back to opening kick. Bama gets a quick three and out. Notre Dame kicks a field goal and they're up ten zero. And maybe you can get Bama at, you know, minus nine and a 30. half. Yeah. Uh, what something better there? That would be a uh, yeah, that'd be a good a good tip on the on the live betting. For Did, sure. The live betting's funny, you know. I always feel like it's such a hack code and I'm gonna be so rich and <laughs> I always
1: lose. It's it's uh Yeah, somehow they still get me every yeah, time. I don't know, but yeah, but it's it's okay. I'll I'll get it. Yeah, one of, I mean, you basically just try to toss a coin and see which way it goes, but um, yeah, like I said, I think this is going to be like 35 to three and a half. I think depending on how badly they really want to blow the doors off of Notre Dame, I, I could see this thing getting real ugly like in the 50s, and the most I can see Notre Dame scoring would be like 17. Like if they, if they get to the in the 20s, I would be like, I'd be like, hey, good job, Notre Dame. You you guys, You guys got 20. Good job. I could
0: see, I could see Notre Dame scoring a lot more points. I just think they're not going to be able to stop. I think, Alba, I think Alabama could score if they tried to. I think they could score seventy points in this game. Um, Alabama's given up a lot of points this year. Yeah, they've been in, they've been in some big shootouts. So I don't know. I, I could see, I could see Notre Dame scoring scoring a few more points, maybe. But yeah, it's it's going to be a blowout.
1: Yeah, and so this is this over under is one less than the Clemson Ohio State game at sixty five and a half. I'm staying away from this over under as well because I, I I don't know. It's it's hard to know what Notre Dame's about to do here, whether or not they can move the ball at all. Um, since since we both think Bama is going to be scoring at least like around fifty, putting up a fifty burger on these guys, that leaves Notre Dame up to cover the the remaining fifteen and a half and ah, man it's it's gonna be close it's gonna i think it's gonna hover right around there but so if if i were to take an actual like score prediction i I, as i was saying i'll I'll, I'll, i'm going with the under on this one as well 52 13 bama just 35 three at half good night
0: yeah if i if i was gonna bet this i would take the over i think uh I think Notre Dame's got a chance to score to score some points here. And I think Bama's gonna put up a ton of points. Um, but again, and just this is my betting style personally. Over-unders, I feel like, are so hard because you gotta hit you're trying to predict the scores for these guys. You got so you're trying to predict the style of game. I I don't know. I just they uh they tend to be something that I always uh I always stay away from. I mean, I'm looking like so. If I'm looking at Alabama though, I mean. They gave up 17 points to a very bad LSU team this year. They just gave up 46 points to Florida, who, I mean, where do you put Florida? Not the Florida we just saw, because obviously that wasn't their full team, um, compared to Notre Dame. I mean, do you think they're probably comparable teams?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Florida has, I, I mean, yeah, they're they're pretty similar, actually, when you think about it. Notre Dame plays a little bit better, uh, like with being able to stop the run, but. You know, it's it's hard to tell. I so, I I'd, I'd be shocked if Notre Dame hung with them for as long as Florida did, though.
0: So Bama this year. They gave up 24. They beat Tex AM 52 to 24. They beat Ole Miss 63 to 48. Georgia 41 to 24. Tennessee 48 to 17. They shut out Mississippi State 41-0. Kentucky 40 63-3. Auburn 42-13. LSU 55-17, Arkansas 52-3, Florida 52-46. I I mean, I think there's a good chance Notre Dame scores. I, I could see this game being 60 something to 20 something. So I think I I like I like the over in this game. If if I was gonna bet it one way or the other. I think Bama covers and I, I'll go over. All right.
1: All right, folks. I like it. We've got like NFL it. weekend, week 17, final week of the year. Playoff implications on the line with most of these games, whether they're moving seeds or uh, getting in or out. So I'm going to start us off. Let's just go like in chronological order. We'll start with the first slate. We'll move on to the second, and then we're going Sunday night football. All right. Miami Buffalo. (sighs) Okay. So as well as both of these teams are playing, uh Buffalo can still move down to the three seed if they lose. I don't think that's necessarily something they're super concerned about. I still think they stay hot going into the playoffs and and probably win this game. Just I, I feel like they don't have any reason to not show up and win this thing, especially against a divisional rival. I will I do think we're gonna get another Fitz Magic sighting though, if they once they get up a little bit. Breaking news. I I don't
0: know if you saw this though. Uh, Fitzpatrick just got placed on the COVID list, so oh, they're not going to have no. them. So I think I think that definitely tilts it towards uh towards the
1: Bills. Yeah, well that yeah that ruins this prediction for me. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely taking taking Bills here then if if, if that's what's going to happen because that was kind of what I was banking on was seeing a little bit of Fitz magic on this one.
0: T. Willie was was the line really Buffalo getting one and a half?
1: I think that was a typo by me let's see here i didn't see it last night let's see if let's, it pops back up let me look here i'll pull it up this is great radio folks uh, do, 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 do. Wi-Fi yeah i'm now. still not seeing it on my my little sheet here i think
0: either way i mean without without fitzpatrick the bills have have something to play for i think they're peaking i think we're both high on the bills I uh and and this game's going to be at Buffalo. I don't know the weather forecast, but I feel like it's probably a safe assumption that it's going to be a bit chilly. So, I li- I like Buffalo in this game.
1: For they, sure, yeah. I like them too. I think um yeah, I think Josh Allen stays hot and if he has another like excellent game like he's been having, I think he could finish in the top 2. Of MVP, depending on what uh Rogers and Mahomes do, but he's had an incredible season and he just seems to get better week over week.
0: Yeah, I'm not seeing a uh my sports yeah. book
1: doesn't have a line
0: on them. All right, so here, uh,
1: I pulled it up here. I've got Miami plus three and the over at forty three and a half. So I, I've got a feeling it's gonna be a little a little frigid out there. Thirty four with uh possible light snow. That'll be nice. I always love a snow game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Buffalo minus three. I I, I think they uh, they probably take care of business there, and Miami's going to uh, need to rely on some other teams to lose if they want in. Let's go with ravens Bengals. We're going to keep this one short. I, I don't think the Bengals really stand a chance here. Ravens, they're going to take care of business. They're going to come into the playoffs strong, winning uh, three in a row, and they are going to be – probably a dangerous a dangerous six seed you know that they're they're kind of a team that people probably don't want to face that much you know I definitely wouldn't want to face them as a, as a six seed
0: uh yeah they haven't had a lot of playoff success so we'll see I'm I'm excited to watch them in the playoffs I don't know what it's gonna look like but I'm excited to see uh for both Harbaugh and Lamar they've got a lot to prove uh I've got 12 and a half as the spread on this game um I kind of think there's value for the Bengals getting 12 and a half. What do you think there? You think, you think Baltimore is going to just run through them?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, since yes, I mean, it's, this is one of those games that might go, I mean, it's going to go one of two ways where since you can kind of keep it close and Baltimore might take their foot off the gas a little bit, if they know they're kind of just cruising, maybe up 10. So it, it might come down to, yeah, right around like anywhere from 10 to 14 at, at the, at the end of the game. So yeah, you might see a little bit of value, on the Bengals right now. I mean, they've, the last couple of weeks, they're playing pretty good, right? I mean, they, uh, they're doing pretty well these last couple of games. I, a lot of like simulations show, show Baltimore right at that like 13 5, 14 line. So yeah, take, take that if you will, especially if it gets up to over 14. I would say, I would say, yeah, go for the Bengals there. That
0: might be a good one in a tease if you get, if you get some points, if you're going to, you go. if you're going to, if you're going to do a teaser. I would, I would love, uh, you know, if you can get the Bengals at uh, say 15 points or so, that would be I'd like that a lot. Especially divisional game. Um, it looks like they're at Cincy, so it's probably going to be cold. Uh, I think
1: this could be. I think it could end up being an ugly game that stays pretty close, but we'll see. I like that idea. And so, just to mention the bet and money percentage, Cincinnati's getting 22 percent of the bets and 31 percent of the money, meaning a nine percent, the like sharp differential. So. The people with the cash are most likely laying it on the Bengals. Let's move right on here. We've got a must-watch game in the early slate: the Steelers Browns. I, I'm gonna like this game, even though the Steelers don't aren't gonna be uh, running their top dogs out there. But I, I still want to see Cleveland win and get in. Uh, the line is minus ten right now for for Cleveland. So I mean, like right, right when you see that, you're like, "Uh oh, I don't, I don't know about That's that." Scary, you no, know? yeah, scary. I, and, and as of last night, stay away, folks. Yeah, it's moved, it's moved to nine. So people are people are smarter than that. They're they're not going to take the bait at at ten for the Browns. Uh, yeah, the Steelers are gonna are gonna keep this thing close. I do hope the Browns beat them, but. This is good. This is a great game just to watch and maybe not maybe not throw a little little money on this week.
0: I feel like the Browns should steamroll them, but I'm not confident that the, I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, they haven't been able to run on Pittsburgh in a long time, and that's kind of their whole mo. So, I mean, if if Baker goes out there and slings it around like he has been, maybe. But uh, and when I say has been, let's act like last week didn't happen because that was that was brutal but i i i think i think the browns still squeak this one through and they still have to rely on a team to lose as well i believe i think uh the either the colts or titans have to lose for them to get in yeah let's see uh and we are, we are going to have a rematch of mason rudolph mason rudolph right that's his name yep yeah, Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett. So good luck, That's sir. Lot, Maybe put two helmets on this time, Rudolph. So that way, if one gets ripped off, you're going to have a backup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That could yes. Be yeah, that could get, uh, could get ugly there. So, yeah, keep your eye on that game because literally anything can happen, whether it's a fight, whether it's a blowout, or it's a really close game and it comes down to the last couple plays. Let's go down to the Cowboys-Giants. I do like the Cowboys. I I can't believe I just said that, but they can make the playoffs with some help from Philly. So if the boys beat the Giants, uh, which they are two-and-a-half point favorites, and the line has moved... They they were two-and-a-half as of last night. The line has moved to one now. So people people are on the Giants for this game. And also, I can't believe I'm going to say this. The Giants can also get in. Let's go if they win this game and the football team loses, that would leave a three way tie with the Giants, the Cowboys, and the football team at six and ten, and the Giants have the tiebreaker between the three of them, which is absolutely mind blowing I, I I don't know that that's it seems crazy that we're even talking about it, but it's kind of cool at the same time, you know, you're, you're going to get one of these teams in and when you're in the playoffs, man, anything can happen. This
0: division is just wild. I, I, for one, uh, this is a game I am going to stay far, far away from because yeah. I could easily see the Cowboys coming out and just laying a giant egg when all they have to do is beat a very bad, uh, giants team here. Yeah. Giant egg, pardon the pun. Uh, so, yeah we'll we'll see i don't i don't know i uh as a as a cowboy hater this is a great opportunity for you guys to just completely self-destruct and yep. uh just our know that i'll be rooting open. for that
1: our doors are open i mean we will we, we'll be happy to take some of that flack if, if the cowboys win and get in somehow so good luck to both of those teams i'm gonna be watching that one as well i'm gonna have uh probably a couple TVs going watching these games this weekend. I mean, there's so much on the line and it's going to be fun to see uh who shows up and who doesn't. Vikings Lions, why don't you take us through this one quick, T. Willie? Uh we <laughs> we referred to the Minnesota Vikings as meh a couple weeks ago and I'm just going to rebrand them as the meh Minnesota Vikings. They Oh, nicely done. I don't know how we didn't see that right in front of our faces earlier, but now we got it. We're we're rolling now, and Detroit stinks. So uh, just take the Vikings in this game. Let's let's move on from that one. Meh. Keep it moving. Jets and Pats. Wow. Jets and Pats.
0: This is probably one of the more interesting, no implication games for me. For I mean, sure. This, this could be a crushing. I would love to see the Jets just come out here and deal a deal a. Do you think Bill Belichick is on? Like, are we going to have to watch him closely to make sure he doesn't harm himself if they lose this game? Is that is that a legitimate concern?
1: No, I, I think Bill is. Uh, he he's looking towards next next season, and he's he's not really concerned with what New York has to offer this weekend and <laughs> whether or not they win this game. He's he's moving towards twenty twenty one.
0: You heard it here, folks. He's he's fo- he's focused on the uh, he's focused on the future.
1: Yeah. And yeah, for a long—I mean, it's been since we were literally children, like since we were in elementary school—that New England hasn't been playing a meaningful game. So, kind of funny, but I think they'll be—they'll uh, be—they'll be back next year. You know, they're—they're they're always a team that's going to find themselves in the hunt at some point. So, all right, let's move on to the second slate of the afternoon. Before you watch these games, you've got about twenty minutes in between. Go outside, see the sun. You know, get a snack refill the brewskis, throw in another couple for the night game, throw them in the fridge. Or if, if you're in a snowy place, God's fridge, you know, throw them outside, get them cold in the snow. Nothing better than a snow brewski. So very underrated aspect of living in a cold weather city right there. Yes. Yeah. That is huge. Something that we don't ever get to see out here. I mean, if we did that to us, it would be, uh, it'd be pretty nasty. Absolutely. All right, let's get into it. AZ. Cardinals play the LA Rams this is not quite the matchup we expected I mean half of the Rams roster is out to either injury or COVID but I don't think that's going to stop Arizona from making this game interesting and possibly losing to AAF quarterback John Wolford Uh, I I saw a great uh, (laughs) screenshot of his LinkedIn profile and he was jumping around from uh, college at Wake Forest to a like a financial firm to the jets back to a different financial firm and then he w- <laughs> he came back on as a professional athlete to the hot shots and then the rams signed him at the beginning of the year this year um and when i say that they signed him at the beginning of the year let let's remember that he's not like a backup that they just signed this last week and he's not going to know the playbook he's going to know exactly what he's doing as the backup and they're going to have a plan to To make this game close and let their defense try to win it for them. I uh, hand up. I actually did go to the first Hot Shots game. I went and checked him out, and from what I saw, from what I recall, I mean, I was like the only guy in my own section. I had literally a section to myself at the stadium, which is true. Pretty sports sweet. fan, T. Willie, you are yeah. a true sports fan. Yep, through and through, man. Uh, he actually looks pretty good, though. From from what I remember of that game, he threw through a decent amount of tutties. Um and he beat out Trevor Knight for the starting job, which they thought he was going to be like their guy. And he still has not made an NFL pass. And referring to Wolford here, he has not made an NFL pass, but that doesn't necessarily matter, especially when you're going against probably one of the most unpredictable teams in the NFL. He can move a little bit. He runs a four seven and he's going to, he's going to fill in and maybe Maybe he might be that like flash, flash guy who maybe like is going to be the person that kind of puts them in the debate whether or not they need to move on from golf next year. If he plays well and gets them in, then you might be hearing stuff like that. I mean, all it takes for a backup to get another shot is to play one good game, especially in one that matters like this.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I am. Am I crazy to think that? if he plays smart and doesn't make mistakes, I mean, for the Cardinals, there's, there's a lot of pressure to me. I see this as a very high pressure game for the Cardinals because they're yes. coming into this, they're facing an AAF quarterback who's never thrown an NFL pass. This is a must win. They need to go out there and win this game, but they're going to. And we'll see what McVay can do. I think I thought that was a great point. You brought up about having uh Wolford being in the organization for the whole year. So He's gonna know the playbook. They still have weapons there. Um, we talked about it last week where I said I was high on this on this team, their offense, and and McVeigh, uh, I just felt like Goff has been playing so poorly. So if I'm a Cardinals fan, this is a very scary game for me because uh I think you're coming in with a lot of pressure, you're still facing a really good defense, and I don't know, maybe maybe with uh, Wolford at quarterback, the Rams kind of have a little bit of that nothing to lose mindset. So <laughs> This makes me nervous. Definitely. Uh, that over under, is there just, I'm looking at this, I'm trying to see, trying to see scores from, so last time these guys played, it was 38 to 28. Um, the under it's so low just because we're assuming the Rams aren't going to score. That seems that seems really low to me.
1: Right. Yeah. I think so too. I was going to say, I I, I mean, if we are going to take an over under, I think this is the one that you take the over on and you, I mean, the cards, and again, we the Cards were in a high-pressure game last weekend because all they had to do was beat a third stringer and they couldn't get it done and they couldn't really score after the first drive. So uh, maybe maybe they're just depending on the Cardinals to kind of just pucker up here and, and not run their own offense. But I, I still think the Rams are going to go out and at least be able to get three touchdowns out of this game. And... It just depends if the Cardinals can hang with them. It's crazy how the script kind of flips. And like, now it's like, can the Cardinals just like stay alive here, even though they're three or three point favorites? Man, I don't, it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. I think it might come down to the last possession. And if the Cardinals are losing, comes down to the last possession. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly gonna take the Rams. I think, I think the Cardinals, they've shown us all year who they are when, when pressure's on and minus the Hail Mary. If if they can do it again, I mean, how many teams have completed two Hail Marys in one season? I think Rodgers has done it one time ever. So you'd be in pretty rarefied air if, if you can if you can complete some kind of miracle throw again like that. And I think the cards are gonna be kind of chasing their tails in this game, but I, I think they'll be there'll be more scoring than 40 and a half. So
0: and looking back at uh just looking through results here. Out of the 16 games they played so, f- or sorry, 15 games they played so far this year, the Cardinals have gone over uh, 40 points 13 times. Only three times have they been under. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of like the, uh, I like the over there. I don't. We'll see. Obviously, you're. It's a little bit of a risk with Wolford, but that's a pretty low. Um, that's a that's a really low total, and especially when. You know, the Cardinals can't have the ability to make big plays, have explosive offense. I could see them. Yeah. I, okay, we'll so, see, yeah,
1: we'll w- without looking at it, what would be your guess for the Jets Patriots over under? The
0: Jets Patriots over under.
1: Man. It, I Not higher than 40, right? No, it's only one point less than this game. So I feel like. It's, yeah. That's a, that should be a sign, right? That like, they're going to score more than the jets Patriots game. You would,
0: you would think so. Uh, I, I don't know jets? if Vegas is seeing the 12, the 12 points the Cardinals put up last week. And, and that's where this is coming from. I, I don't know. It, it almost seems, it seems so low to me that now I'm a little nervous having thought about it. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of thinking kinda what is circles. Yep. So let me see. I want to try to see here. The, uh, let's look at the Rams this year. I mean, I know they didn't have Goff. It's They've gone under forty points. Let me see here, One, two, three, four, five. kind of a lot, six. So yeah, so the Rams have had the Rams have had about thirty five percent of their games that they've gone on. so I don't know. I think this really just comes down to your gut on that one. I think there could potentially be good value there, but you're again, you're betting on a the quarterback has no NFL track record, so. Maybe maybe see how the morning slate plays out and yeah. pull a classic Garrido move. And if you're down big after the morning slate, bet
1: on something with no track record in the afternoon slate. So yeah. by the evening slate, you are in a deep hole. Yeah, well, think about this. I mean, take the other side of it. The Cardinals have no tape on Wolford other than him playing in a different league. So Spin zone, I like that. Yeah, big spin zone there. I like that. Yeah, they, they don't really know what he's going to do. So, Don't let us down, Cardinals. Come on. I know. Be the team we know you can be. As much as we hate on them, I'm still going to be rooting for them, and I'm all in if they make it in. So the winner of this game clinches playoffs no matter what, but the Rams can get in if the Bears lose as well. So they're in a little bit better spot. But, yeah, before I make any more predictions, let's move on to the Packers-Bears.
0: Packers-Bears. The Bears.
1: Bears. Bears. All right. Bears can clinch the playoffs if they win against the Packers. They are five-and-a-half-point dogs I think the Packers – no, I think. I know the Packers still want to clinch first seed in home field throughout. They showed last week if they're playing in the snow, they are tough to beat even though the game was rigged. And the Bears have been playing good their last few wins. Don't let that fool you, though. They were all against teams that were ranked in the bottom 10 in defense. and. Uh, I saw a crazy stat. This is going to blow your mind. Mitch Trubisky is 28 and 12 as the starter if he wins this game. Wow. Wow. If if we would have said that, if you would have said that when they drafted him, you'd be like, Hey, looks like they found their guy, <laughs> you know? Right. But, right. Uh, yeah. That's, that's like the most misleading stat of all
0: time. But yeah, for sure. For um, sure. He's, he, he's like the biggest anomaly to me. Trubisky. Yes. In the sense that. I've gone from at one point, I thought he was literally the worst quarterback in the NFL, and I didn't understand anything. And then at points this year, I kind of thought he looked good, and I kind of liked him and what he could do. Uh, so yeah, so we'll see. I, I'm I'm going to be watching this game closely. I have said in the past, I think both of us have, that I'm not high on the Packers um, in the playoffs. This will be a uh, – I want to see what they can do against the Bears. The, to me, this is a game – it's a visual game. They need to come out, play a clean game, uh, and get and get the victory here. Well, if the Bears can give them trouble or potentially even knock them off, uh,
1: that could be a little foreshadowing to what might happen to Green Bay in the playoffs. Yeah, or maybe just the Packers are playing chess while we're all playing checkers, and they want to let the Bears in so that way they can play them like in the second round and just beat the hell out of them. Then, yeah, that's no, good.
0: That's a good point. We'll uh, we'll see. I'm I'm very interested. There's a there's a lot of a uh, there's a lot of
1: really interesting and like compelling games this week in NFL for sure. For sure. Yeah. Let's keep it going down the list here. Let's go Jags Colts first week of the year. The Jags won their only game and it was against the Colts. And I think that's kind of one of those games you throw out the window and be like, all right, that was just random. They just had a new quarterback. They hadn't really had their preseason stuff going, you know, they maybe they weren't feeling it yet, but let's just go on to implications from this. Cause I, I think we both, think that the Colts are going to win this game pretty handedly. But, yep, if the Colts win and both the Browns and Dolphins win, which the Browns kind of have they I'll never say they have an easy matchup against the Steelers, but they should win that game. They're 10-point favorites and the Dolphins all they have, if the Dolphins win, then the Colts are out no matter what whether they win or lose this game. So the only way that the only thing they can control is if if they beat the Jaguars. And I think they do. And now that the Jaguars had the first pick locked up, they're probably going to go out and play their boys and play hard. And you're going to have some practice squad guys trying to earn a spot for next year, you know, like trying to prove themselves. So if, if we're looking at the points here and it's at 14, I, I think the Jags honestly will keep this game closer than 14 and they're going to be playing hard the whole game. And they haven't really given up in any of their games this year. They've gotten blown out, but giving up and getting blown out aren't aren't necessarily the same thing. So I I think that the Jags are gonna keep this a little tighter than what the what the line says, but look for the Colts to win in some way or form. If you are a
0: member of the Jaguars organization, the most important game for you this week is the Clemson game. So that's that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point.
1: that's a please that's don't a get hurt Trevor. Point. yeah please don't get hurt. stay on your feet there Trevor and all right, let's go Raiders Broncos uh irrelevant both teams are out uh the only thing that happens if one of them can like move up or down with a draft pick they're both kind of right in the middle though. Raiders got eliminated last week and the Broncos stink um I've got a take for you on this game T Willie yeah give to me, me this is a
0: borderline top ah these are to me both top five most annoying fan bases so we've got a great annoying fan base matchup here
1: yeah it's true yeah um we've got denver at two and a half point dogs at home so if we take out the home field you know it's right around five that's that's where i'm guessing this is going to be i think vegas beats them but what wouldn't surprise me in the least amount is if Drew Locke goes out there and slings it and throws for like 350 yep, yep. and three touchdowns and they have to extend him for one more year and ride run him out there for one more season to win five games again. Yep. I could see that happening that's, for sure. That's Broncos football in a nutshell. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's go Saints-Panthers. Saints, minus six and a half. They will be wanting to win this game. They have some implications. They're going to be playing at the same exact time as Green Bay, so they'll be watching the scoreboards a lot. You know, if if Green Bay goes down or goes up, maybe they call off the dogs as well, and the Saints just kind of cruise. And they say, "Hey, we're going to be the two seed either way, so let's not uh let's not uh burn ourselves out before the playoffs go here." But at six and a half, that's it's kind of a tough a tough one because really depending on what's going on in other games i think the saints are going to go they're they're going to be playing up to another game's competition which is kind of weird to think about but I, i think if they go out and win this game and if green bay somehow loses you know they they get home field throughout which is pretty crazy uh for some weird reason Like, you know, sometimes you close your eyes when you look at the line and you're like, all right, what's going to happen in this game? What can I see happening in the fourth quarter? What's the score that pops up in my head? I think the Panthers keep this close, actually. I I think uh, it's funny, the last week of the year, a lot of these teams that have nothing to play for will actually play some of their best football because now, like, the pressure's kind of off of them. And then it just comes down to them keeping their jobs for next year. So I think the Panthers are going to keep this game close and the Saints might just call off the dogs, if depending on what the green Bay game does. So for that reason, I like the Panthers to cover this game, six and a half and look for it to move to maybe even. Yeah, over we'll see. I think I, the most interesting.
0: Sorry. Yeah, definitely. The most interesting part of this game for me is what is, what does Drew Brees look like? Um, Is he making strides forward? Cause if not, uh, Again, this this goes to my theme of the NFC being kind of wide open in, in in the playoffs, especially if Drew Brees isn't looking
1: healthy and and not the Drew Brees of old. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> All right, so take this take this into consideration. Let's we'll just go with the bet money percentage again, like we mentioned earlier. How you'll see if one team is getting a ton of the bets and not as much of the money, then that means usually the people that that are betting a decent amount who plan on winning are going the other way with that. So in this game, new Orleans has 81% of the bets and only 43% of the money. So a lot of sharps are hammering on Carolina to cover this game, which kind of just goes with what I said. I think uh, it's going to be almost a distraction game for the saints and they don't have to win it. And I, I like the Panthers in this one.
0: This would be another game for me. If you're going to do a teaser. Get the Panthers and buy uh throw them in a tease to get a few.
1: Yep. Sprinkle a little more on top of them. All right, let's yep. go. Niners Hawks. Niners Hawks, six six points right now. Uh that could be moving a little bit more depending on what, what's going on. Uh I mean it seems like is it is it just me or does the West Coast team seem to have more like COVID related stuff going on? Like it it seems like at the last minute they always just kind of like throw random guys out there like, oh. We got more guys with COVID here. Yeah, this whole
0: year, I, I don't know that I've seen it more on the West Coast. It, it just makes it tough, right? Because you're not, like with Fitzpatrick going down all of a sudden, You it's a, I don't know, man. It's, it's just a, it's a crazy year. So we'll, we'll see what, what that looks like. This should be a, a this is going to be another good game. I, I, I think you just saw it last week with the Cardinals failing to take care of business against the 49ers. The Seahawks have been inconsistent. Their defense has looked a lot better over their past few games. I'll be looking to see if they can keep that momentum going forward. If their defense comes out and has a big showing, then I think they're definitely a team in what I perceive to be a wide open NFC that, that would be very scary to face in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. You want to hear a wild stat? I love wild stats. The San Francisco 49ers have nine more passing yards on the entire season than the Seattle Seahawks do. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> that is absolutely wild, yeah.
0: I would not have guessed that definitely. Yeah,
1: crazy. And yeah, the the rest of their numbers are very very comparable and they're both within 50 yards rushing as well. Seattle actually has the edge in rushing and if you would have told me that I would have said the Niners have way more rushing yards and way less passing yards, but it's actually flip-flopped, which is it doesn't feel that doesn't sound right, you know? No, definitely. That's that's super surprising. Yeah. Well, that was just a fun little stat I wanted to throw in there. Let's go on to the Texans Titans. We got two more games left. We're going to cover here. Stick with us. We got to go Texans Titans. The Titans still need to win to get in if they somehow lose. And then. So if if the Titans somehow lose to the Texans, which I don't see happening, but if that happens, they're out. And if they win. And Cleveland and Miami win. So this is essentially the same scenario as Indy is in. So if, if Cleveland and Miami win, then one of these teams is out. And then it comes down to the head-to-head between Titans-Colts, which they tied, right? Let me do a little playoff playoff model here. Because this is this is interesting now that I'm pulling it up. This is the one scenario I didn't really quite think of. If all this goes on, then we've got pulling up the playoff machine here. I'm going to give you guys my lock of the week while I look this up. If the Titans are who I think they are, which they've got Derrick Henry, he's going to be he's going to have to go off to get 2,000 yards, but he needs 233, I believe, to get 2,000. I think they're just going to run straight through the Texans. The Texans haven't been able to stop anyone all year. Uh, so we shall see about that. But all right, now I got it pulled up. So if they if the Colts and the Titans both win and Cleveland and Miami both win, then they're all four in. And then you've got oh wait, I'm sorry. I didn't do that right. The Ravens would be in and the Colts would be out. So the Titans have the tiebreaker between the Colts and and themselves. Which I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Titans over those guys. I'd rather see them play the playoffs anyways. I think the Colts kind of have a pretty low ceiling as far as their potential to move through the playoffs. So I'd much rather see the Titans. And I'm also going to give you guys, we've got some locks of the week and let's just do that right now. I'm going to go Titans minus seven and a half. I think they're going to blow them out. They're going to, they're going to put them, put them in the dirt pretty quick and just run it up on them.
0: I love that pick. I mean, I don't see any way that the, I just don't see how Houston can, can win this game. It's it's interesting to me. I'm looking on ESPN. They have their uh uh their football power index, the matchup predictor. They only give Tennessee a fifty eight percent chance of winning this game, which is really
1: I don't understand. I think yeah.
0: it's really surprising to me. I don't understand why uh, that seems that seems very low. I mean, for example, Green Bay is sixty six percent chance against the Bears. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That that that's weird. But uh, it, seems yeah, like I mean, it I th- I think this is
1: it seems like a lot of people ride the Tennessee roller coaster, you know, like they they'll go out and lose a game to a good team like the Packers. And then all of a sudden they kind of get discredited as if they're not good. But we we brought up some Ryan Tannehill stats a couple weeks ago and he's, he's an elite quarterback when you look at him statistically. So I I think, I think the Titans take care of business here and, and they get into the playoffs. Yeah. Plus
0: for me, this is as much about how bad the Texans are versus how I mean the Texans they're they've lost four in a row lost twice to Indy got murdered by the Bears 36 to seven lost to the Bengals. Yeah. I mean
1: I yeah I, I think this has
0: got to be Tennessee all the way.
1: Yeah they're a dumpster fire right now. All right let's go last game. This is gonna be crazy because depending on what happens earlier in the day if the Giants win uh then this comes down to Philly. It basically comes down to Philly. If Philly wins this game, then the winner of Dallas and New York is in. So that, that that's wild to me that this is all going to come down to this game, but this is going to be must watch football. And this will be the time you're, you're, you're outside your, uh, your snow beers are going to be getting nice and frosty code blue, bust those suckers out and strap yourself in for a, Wild, wild Sunday night game. And uh, who, who, who are you thinking in this game? What, what do you think is going to happen here? Because they got go uh, Washington. Yeah, they got Taylor Heineke going. So another, another uh Heineke was, was, was Heineke XFL or AAF? I think he was XFL. Yeah. XFL. All right. So we got the, uh, the unknown quarterbacks trying to rise, rise and take their teams to playoffs this, this week, which is going to be super fun to see. This this is going to be, I have, I have no idea what's going to happen
0: in this game. I mean, I'm staying, I'm staying far, far away from this game as far as betting goes, but it should be, it should be interesting to see. I'm excited to see Jalen hurts play again too, and see he's going to face a really good defense. And, uh, uh, one of the top past defenses, um, in all the NFL. So this will be a good test for him and maybe uh, for Philly help them uh, really cement their evaluation of what they have moving forward. So for sure, it should be, should be interesting.
1: Yeah. It, remember around like week four and five and everyone was kind of joking, like a hey, six and 10 team is going to get in, you know, like I don't think we could have predicted it to actually happen the way that this is about to happen on Sunday. So this is going to be fun. It's going <laughs> to be wild when like, Earlier in this season, none of these teams were like you're like. I seriously can't tell who's going to win six games, but it's the race to six. And if if Washington wins, they'll be at seven, and they're getting in. So it's, it's you know wild. I'm a
0: big uh, I'm a big rule change guy. What do we think about? You cannot make the playoffs as a sub 500 team. So you have to go at least eight and eight. If you go seven and nine, you or you could make it. Let's say you could make it as a wild nine
1: but you can't have a division winner at seven to nine. I kind of like that idea, especially when you're looking at, um, I mean, when you look at the NFC though, the, so the other, the team that would get in instead would be the Chicago bears instead of one of these guys or the Arizona Cardinals, which definitely they'd be. I mean, I I wouldn't say definitely, but I think the Cardinals are, are the most interesting team out of all those that like have the potential to win. But honestly, I, I, as much as I love to change the rules and to like do hypotheticals, I still think you got to keep the division winners just because, uh, just because I don't have to have give you a reason this this time.
0: But wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather see even let's say the bears. I mean, don't we think the bears are a better team than, and yeah. they've earned it. Cause I just, I feel like for these guys too, to get in winning six, se- seven games and you've played what six games against a bunch of other
1: shit <laughs> teams, teams. Yeah.
0: You know, what, you know what I'm saying? Because I think for a team like the Bears or the Cardinals, what if I gotta believe that the Cardinals win more games if they play the whole season? I I don't know. It's just NFC East. You guys need to figure your shit out. You guys are terrible. Um I I really dislike most of the franchises in this in this division for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, it seems like it's the division that almost has like the most fans, too. Like the, the most like die hard fans. And it's it's pretty laughable how like hysterically bad. So many of them are and none of them can figure out who their quarterback is and they don't know like their defense is there one week. It's not there the next week. It's it's pretty funny, but yeah, it's kind of this is one of those things too where if one of these guys gets in like if I'm seeing Washington get in I could see them actually winning a game, you know, especially if they've got Smith healthy who's four and one this year for sure the comeback player of the year. And I know he hasn't played enough games and his stats don't look like it, but as far as value goes, he's one of the most valuable players in the league for his team. Like, cause they are, as you can see, they're pathetic without him. I think they're what two and two and eight without him and four and one with him. So it's yeah, maybe three and eight. I don't know. Either way. It's uh they're much better when he plays for yeah, sure. Let's, by, let's sum by, it up to large,
0: that by a large margin. Exactly. No, definitely. So that, that'll, that'll be an interesting one for sure. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a good, uh, a good weekend in terms of the, uh, the NFL slate. Yeah. Um, love it. T Willie gave you guys his lock of the week with the Titans at minus 7.5. I've, I've got a few locks for you guys this week as well. I'm going to go and we didn't, uh, we didn't hit on this game. I'm going to go. I like the over for, uh, Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Um, they have up here. Oh uh, the total set at 50 and a half points right there. I think this is gonna be a shootout super high scoring game. Um, it went over the la- over that total the last time these two teams played. So that's gonna be my first lock of the week for us. Take the over in Atlanta, Tampa. Uh, always fun for me to root for my boy Tommy, just putting up massive points. Then I'm gonna do a parlay and we're gonna do Alabama laying 19 and a half points and Clemson money line at -285 that's going to get you about um 1.5x payout so bet 100 to win about 160 there I and like then, that and then we're going to go real dark horse here if if this comes out tonight and you guys are looking to get in on a little bit of a NBA action which honestly this game may have already tipped so it might suck but I want to put it here so you guys know how good I am at picking games wizards minus seven and a half against the bulls Bet the house that's a lock
1: wizards to get off the schneid to get the wizards to get
0: off the schneid so i'm gonna i'll let you guys in on a little betting run with this this uh this year uh i am not a full-time sports gambler so that should give you guys some insight on how good my betting tips are but here it goes anyways um So this year in the NBA, they're going to be playing a ton of back-to-backs, much more so than they have in recent years. And one of the things they're doing because of COVID is they're going to play uh, back-to-backs in the same city to limit travel. So uh, here in Phoenix, the Suns already played a back-to-back with the Kings. So they played them on a Tuesday night, then played them again on a Wednesday. Uh, For those of you guys that have played sports, you see this in baseball all the time with doubleheaders. It is exceedingly difficult to win both ends of a doubleheader or to beat a team two times in a row. Uh, statistically the probability of that just comes way down. So we saw that this week where Milwaukee Bucks, yep. absolutely yep, they murdered the Heat and then uh, and I was on this one, shout out shout out Garini with the call here. Um that the Heat would come back in and uh and take that second game which they did. So that Wizards Bulls matchup, they played on Tuesday, the Bulls beat them. Uh I'm pl- I'm playing off of my betting tip of the year for the NBA whichever team wins the first half of that twin billing take the other team in that second half i got wizards at minus seven and a half
1: yeah love that I, I, that's a great insider tip there um again we're, we're gonna put some money in your guys's pockets help you guys uh help you guys recoup from some christmas expenditures we hope you all enjoyed that with your families over the last weekend or if you weren't with them uh, whether you're zooming them or giving them a call or just sending letters to them uh we just hope you guys had a great last weekend and we know you uh we hope you guys stay safe. Uh, if you're out uh, boozing a little bit for New Year's, please do not drive. The I know for a fact the uh, highway patrolmen are out and about, so don't let, that, uh, don't let that hinder you this week. So be smart. Get a ride. And looks like we walked it off again, man. Rally cap's on. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We're super excited for this weekend, as we sure all you guys are as well. Be safe. Be responsible. And thanks again for listening. We appreciate it.